everybody. Welcome back to the Latch Mama podcast. Uh, if this is the first time you all are joining us uh, and you are a mother or a parent in the trenches of life with kiddos trying to navigate it all, you are in the right spot. Um, today, I will be cutting it up with my BFF, um, Lindy, and we are going to be talking about our journeys in therapy. It's going to be a good one, guys. You're listening to Latch Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Wirt, busy mom of six and owner of LatchMama.com. Join us each week as we talk about pregnancy, breastfeeding, postpartum, and all things motherhood. Hi, friend. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? Good. Uh, thanks for wearing my baby. Mm. It's really nice after a really long night to come in and get some work done and then be able to give you my baby. You're like my like sister wife slash baby raiser with me. I really appreciate it. I feel like every person should have somebody in their life that helps them with their babies. Yeah. I appreciate you friend. Um, so today we are going to talk a little bit about something that we've mentioned a lot on the podcast, um, a lot on after hours. Um, you know, Lindy started and I'll, I'll let you talk a little bit about it. Lindy started therapy. How, how long has it been? Two and a half years. You've got at least a year on me. I feel like. Yeah. Two, um, two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So, and honestly, when she first started, I was like, oh, wow. Things must be really bad. You're going to <laughs> therapy. Um, <laughs> are you laughing at me for thinking that? No, I love it. Cause I think a lot of people start there. Yeah. Oh, you're in therapy. It's like, but yeah, we we'll keep talking about this. Yeah, we're gonna I think that. Yeah, it's not we, the it's not what it is. It's not what it is, and I think that it's probably changed over the years. It maybe, can be. Yeah, and maybe maybe growing up it was that. Maybe there was a stigma like when we were younger, a little mm-hmm. bit more with mental health. But it's probably. I mean, I don't want to call it trendy, but maybe it's getting there. <laughs> um, I don't know. But anyway, so Lindy was like, "Hey, I've started therapy. I'm gonna, you know, need you to leave the barn for an hour a day because oh, we're I did working not together." Say that. Not really, but it's kind of what it was. She was like, "Well, I gotta, I, I have to like log on to this call, and um, so I would leave <laughs> and I would go up to the house and I would eat lunch or whatever, and then I'd come back down and then I'd be like, how did it go? Am I allowed to ask that? Like, what are we doing?'" And so Lindy would start like just kind of filling me in a little bit on what they were talking about and what it was bringing up. And do you want to talk a little bit? I'm just talking all the time. Yeah. We started, you know, I think like all of us, we have some struggles. Hold on. Who is we? So everybody knows. Well, (laughs) mainly me. Um, You know, we had some marital stuff. I had some just struggles from like postpartum depression and depression. And I think this was like, how old are my kids? Well, I had like six and seven years and I was home a lot. So I don't want this to be like <laughs> all about my story, but um, I needed to do a lot of healing and I needed to work through a lot of these things that would kind of trigger certain feelings and anxiety and all of this. And how so did you, how did you figure out that it was probably time? Because I feel like we all have that <sighs> catalyst moment where like, I'm sure there are people listening to this right now and they're like, this might be something I want to do. Like what was that trigger point kind of catalyst moment where you were like, I need to get my button gear here and maybe work through some stuff. 
I think on certain days I, I didn't like who I was. I didn't like how maybe some of the decisions I was making, the things I was saying with my kids. I wanted to be a better mom. I wanted my marriage to be healthier. Um, I don't know. I just kind of all came together kind of at this time. And honestly, what was crazy is it hit what COVID hit in March. Mm-hmm. We, I started therapy and we started therapy because I did some on my own. We did some together. It was June, July. So maybe it's really only coming up on two years. Okay. Um, literally like right in the middle of like COVID and stuff. All, all this kind of just came and I was like, we've got to do this. I know I have to do it. I would like both of us to kind of work on this, mm-hmm. do these things. And so that's where we started. Um, But real quick, if I take it back, I did try. I tried to go. I think I had four kids. We have so many kids. I did. I saw a lady. Uh, I don't think I was really ready for Mm -hmm. it then at all. I was just a pile of mush. I don't really think she knew what to do with me. Um, I don't think she was really... The right fit. The right fit. Which we're going to get to in a second, guys. We're going to kind of boil this down to Mm -hmm. what we know we are not experts very very much newbies but we will talk about finding the right fit and i think she was also working towards her counseling license too so it was not the best i was probably like i don't know explosion like (laughs) waiting to happen and it was you had four super young kids right i did and and i didn't know what i was feeling i didn't know what was going on i didn't know how to communicate it i didn't know how to express it nothing and i needed help i didn't have a lot of friends a good friend Aww. is a good place to also, if the whole therapy aspect is but very no, we're big, not, yeah, but like, yeah. yeah, this stuff needed to come out. It needed to be said. It needed to be worked through. Yeah. And so. it didn't work through when you were, when you tried it the first time. Nope. So you circled back around. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Like, I know you said it was COVID. Things were a little bit rocky in your relationship. Do you think that you had found a certain level of strength where you were like, it's time? Because we get so many posts in the group, like Mm -hmm. literally daily about, hey, I think I'm struggling here or, hey, I'm thinking about going to therapy or like I'm not happy in my marriage or who do I talk to or how do I find a therapist? I mean, literally it's constant. And I like the idea that the word is floating around the group, but I really don't love the idea that that so many people are kind of on the cusp, but don't know how to kind of tip the bucket Mm -hmm. and actually like go and try and do it. Well, what I can remember, I was home for so many years. How many years was I home? Nine, Mm -hmm. something like that. Full time with kids. Most of those years with six kids that were like seven, eight, nine and under. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like completely depleted dealing with postpartum depression, dealing with depression, all of that kind of stuff. And I felt stuck at home and yada, yada, yada. So I think what happened, I did kind of get to the end of my rope and I started making small changes. And I know, I mean, I'm always going to, I was always going to throw this in there, but this place is a whole part of my healthy being. Um, It is. It was the first step in doing something for me changing because if things are if you're not going to make these different decisions nothing's going to change so i was like i gotta change i have to do something want to do something so i did i started here and this was like several years before Mm -hmm. 
Yep. I started therapy and it was like these small little changes. And I think I started to see who I could become, who I wanted to be slowly on that path of, yeah. of health for me. And then, you know, some other things hit and then in came, I felt was like I was building this confidence and working towards this health. And I'm like, no, some of these things that have, you know, happened in my life that I felt my life dealt with. I'm like, I need like I'm at a point where like, like I don't care. Like I know I need yeah professional somebody to talk to somebody to really work through these things. And yeah. that's kind of when the therapy came in. So I don't think I was ready for ther- when I wanted to like make those changes. I doubt yeah. I was ready for therapy. Yeah. Like, it just and I th- wasn't I th- the right time. I think it's so true. Like for me personally, um, I watched Lindy. <laughs> she was my little, uh, she was my little, I'll be the guinea pig. Yeah. She was my <laughs> guinea pig. And I watched and honestly, like I watched her change and I don't think change is a bad thing. Uh, and it started to become this like much healthier relationship in terms, our, our friendship was our friendship and, had different boundaries because we work together and we always will because we do work together. But I started to realize that she was such a healthier person to just interact with on a daily basis. Like all of a sudden, like we would get feedback on a style or we would just get torn apart on Facebook and like, I'd want to cry. And then Lindy would have this like, beautiful like coping technique where like she could separate the two and she could be like well I can see what they're saying there um but you know I tried and I did my best and you know we're gonna try again and I'm like who is this person because it was like this beautiful like manifestation (laughs) of I I don't know she just became so much easier to work with and to be kind of part of her life and I was like wow I don't know. Like, is this like, is this therapy? Like, is this the pandemic? Is this being one-on-one with her? Like, I, I really didn't know, but like I watched her and she didn't, she didn't die. She didn't like shrivel up and like go into some depression. Cause she started working through things from her childhood. <laughs> she like, I mean, it was great. Like, I mean, there were rough days for sure. Like I'd come back to the barn and she would be kind of a mess, which I think most people can be after therapy sometimes. But for the most part, she was like growing and changing. And I was like, okay, well, she's doing this. Like, I have no excuses because everybody has crap. Everybody does. Like, if she's showing up every week and doing this for herself and her marriage, uh, should I be doing this too? And then like slowly (laughs) things started to change. Like um, the pandemic hit, we moved to the barn or we moved to the farm. So all of a sudden things got a little bit quieter. I wasn't coming to work every day and sitting with 30 other people and listening to their stories and kind of being able to be distracted by like my own stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like when you're constantly kind of taking care of people, you don't really have to worry about your own stuff. Um, But then that was also the weight of the pandemic for me. Like the whole idea of suddenly not only did I have to keep so many people, including my kids and my employees physically alive because there was this virus that nobody knew about, but I also somehow had to keep a business alive so their families could eat and sleep. And then I had a miscarriage. Um, and it was just like this, all of these things on top of each other. And I was like, well, at least I got some content because you know, my life revolves around content. So I was like, well, at least (laughs) I can show up now and maybe I won't have to talk about my childhood. Maybe I can just talk about all of this stuff that's going on. Uh, Yeah. I mean, that's not really how therapy works, but I was like, maybe if I just show up and be like, so I have a business and I have a lot of people I take care of and I just lost a pregnancy and can we just stay there? 
can we just stay in that and maybe we won't have to talk about the other stuff yeah it doesn't work i realized after the first appointment that that was not going to work at all um but it's been a really really cool journey and i think we just wanted to get together today and talk about the fact that like not everybody has a lindy in their life so like not everybody has somebody that they can watch go through it and not self-combust during the process and like it's cool like in my opinion if you can afford it yeah therapy is like going to the gym it's like eating healthy it's like doing something for yourself like we were talking about this a lot of people you ask them what their goals for the year are and they don't say like or maybe they'll say i want to get fit or i want to get active or like Mm -hmm. i want to run a marathon they don't normally like health in the physical sense yeah absolutely they don't always say hey I, I want to go become a better human being like, Hey, I want to get healthier so I can have healthier relationships. And, um, I feel like that needs to start being within the context because honestly, big picture, and I'm going to be quiet after this, maybe, maybe not because it's my podcast, <laughs> but bigger picture is like, if we all start getting healthier, the mom space in general is going to be healthier. Yes. And when you start realizing why you think the way you do and you start kind of thinking in a different way, Mm -hmm. you start to realize how many people also could benefit from somebody helping Mm -hmm. them with how it's going. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think um, what you just said made me think of, and I do think that the physical healing aspect, and we're going to do all the yeah. physical healing aspect on this podcast, I'm sure. Maybe not this run, but yes. But if we can replace, I think a little bit more of that, get my body back, mm-hmm. like healthy and whatnot, yep. and more a flip to this mental, emotional health mm-hmm. for a postpartum mom. Um, I just think that would be incredible. Yeah. Because I do. You get healthier, mm-hmm. leads to healthier conversations, leads yeah. to healthier relationships. And that's what that's just what you mm-hmm. were saying is kind of what we see in comments on podcasts or comments on posts yep. or things like that. Um, the healthier we can be as moms, like mentally and emotionally mm-hmm. and within ourselves. It's not we just can for our kids. Yeah. It's for healthier conversations. Yeah. And honestly, to be I mean to be completely like fair about this like I'm only a year in but I can tell you like last year somebody was like go to therapy if you have postpartum depression I'm like I don't need somebody to tell me I'm a good mom that would have probably been my answer was like I don't I don't need somebody to build me up I don't need to sit here and have somebody tell me I'm doing a good job um just so you know I mean that happens but that is not necessarily what therapy is it's um and I'm sure it's different for everybody. It's different with every therapist. It's different with every person. Um, but it's, it, it's, it's an interesting process. Um, so one of the questions we get asked a lot is how do you find a therapist? Um, good question. (laughs) Good question. Um, so I personally got a list. So Lindy had found one and was working with, Um, her partner on some stuff and some personal stuff but then she left that therapist Um, and so she didn't have one I didn't have one Um, and when I decided 
I decided in between like, so I lost the pregnancy and I was super overwhelmed with a lot of things in life, but I also knew that Eric wanted to have another baby and I knew that we were headed straight forward trying again. And I felt extremely alone and really, really isolated and it was super hard. And I was worried that I was 40 years old and that it was going to take trying multiple, multiple times and I was going to continue to struggle and I continue to feel alone. So I kind of hit this moment where I was like, I, I don't know what else to do. Like therapy is literally the last thing I have in my toolbox right now that I haven't tried. Um, so I reached out to a friend who was an LCSW. Um, and I asked her for some recommendations. So I got three names. Um, and I don't know if you're supposed to do this or if I'm supposed to admit to doing this. I know you're probably not supposed to do this, but I took the three names and I set my phone because I knew that it was going to be like a deep dive. And I was like, if this person's going to be part of my life and it's still, still at this moment, I just thought I was going to go talk about how I had just lost a pregnancy. I didn't know that I was going to actually, I hadn't really processed in my brain that I was going to have to actually talk about other stuff too. Um, but I was like, if this person, I'm going to let this person into my life. Cause I'm a relatively private person, um, with some things. Um, I'm like, I need to know something about them because I know they're probably not going to tell me a whole lot because I knew that about <laughs> therapy. I knew that you got to talk and that that person wasn't going to say a whole lot about themselves. And that is not how my relationships work. Probably hence hashtag therapy. Um, but so I Googled. So I set my phone for 15 minutes and I did a deep dive into the three names that she gave me. I learned what I could about the three of them. I picked my favorite and then I gave Lindy my sloppy <laughs> seconds. <laughs> So I picked my favorite, made sure I was good with her. And then Lindy got my other two names yeah. um, and she picked from that list. But just going back to when you said like where to find them, I think yeah. that's a really good place to start is those professionals or people mm -hmm. that you really trust in life. So yep. maybe it's a really good midwife. Maybe it's a really good OB. Maybe mm -hmm. it's a good healthy person, you know, like, I don't know, even if yeah. you're really involved in church, if you're really involved in like, just think of those people, I think, in your life mm -hmm. that you could possibly go to to ask. And I wouldn't be afraid to go to ask. Yep. But then you can also hop on. I think it's BetterHelp. Yeah. No, um, BetterHelp's the online one. There's Psychology okay. Today has, that, yes. has really good video profiles. It's almost like yep. the match.com of like healthcare yes. providers or mental health care providers. Yeah. Um, but there are good resources there are, out there. There are super, super good resources, but I like the videos on that because you can kind of see their talking cadence a little bit and like yeah. whether it's going to drive with you. Cause I have interviewed a lot of people on this podcast and there have been people on this podcast that I would have not, I don't think done well. I mean, they're not in their therapy realm when they're in here talking to me, but I just don't know whether I would have meshed with, super well um but yeah i mean the first step is like being confident enough to ask for mm -hmm. ask other people if they have names or if they have people places but i think that that's like the one step where a lot of people get hung up on yeah. is the how do i find somebody and then the biggest piece of advice that i was given time and time and time again when i was first starting and deciding to embark on this little journey was you don't have to pick the first person you talk to. Right. So I don't think it's always going to feel comfortable for most people ever, ever. We're mm -hmm. <laughs> not looking for ever. being comfortable. Yeah. I don't, I mean, growth in general is going to be uncomfortable, but um, I would say by session two or three, if it just doesn't feel right and it's not driving, mm -hmm. um, 
not be afraid. I think most therapists would tell you not to be afraid to go try another one and even be, I think therapy 101 is to be honest with the person you're talking to. So you're not really stuck then. So if it's not working, my guess is, is that therapist is going to want to know it's not working, ask you Mm -hmm. a few questions and then point you in a better direction of a colleague or somebody who would be a better fit. Yep. I'm going like a little bit outside of my therapy knowledge, but my assumption is that that is what they would want to happen. Right. And I think that's also a sign of a really good therapist too. Maybe you're not staying with them, but Mm -hmm. um, I would really respect to hear that, you know, my time's not wasted and you actually have somebody that you would recommend specializes in what I would need or, yeah. um, But I think looking to just feel secure and heard Mm -hmm. in that conversation, it's going to feel uncomfortable it's going to be but uncomfortable, I think, to for make most sure moms that you, too. Yeah. Because I don't think most moms are used to maybe feeling validated or even being able to literally start to unpack all of the things that are in our on our plate and all of the things that we're struggling with just on the right. surface. But then you start getting lower into it. Um, and there's deeper into it, lower into it. I don't know. And there's, I think, a lot there to start to feel and unpack and all of that jazz which I guess is the whole point of therapy yeah um but do you have like do you you remember like your initial start with the the newest one because you're I guess you're probably what like four months behind me (laughs) on the the newest one yeah I mean I started in person yeah you did with the first for my personality is I'm very much an introvert um, so to sit in a room with somebody mm-hmm. kind of just looking and hearing you was very, felt a lot of anxiety. So uh, you do have these options these days you can do Which in person, yeah. but you can also do virtual and I mean with a big screen and mm-hmm. I actually do very well with that because I feel like I'm there with them, but like, you- I'm not worrying that they're looking at my toe that is like. Hold bouncing on. up and down and maybe they need to see that i um, think that they probably want to see your bouncing toe probably but i think by now she knows me <laughs> pretty well do you ever think back like after a session is over and wonder like whether you made enough eye contact or like what you yeah. fiddled with i think my earrings fallen out like 10 times because i just play with my earrings apparently it's like my object yeah. adapter when i'm like talking about something mm-hmm. my earrings fall out all the time which i think is funny which is a little bit less awkward when we're not in the same room because I don't have to like dig in her couch for my earring back yeah. or something. I can just find it later. Um, but <laughs> such so a freaking funny. mess. We are. Um, I felt I was when I was talking to her this week. It's not a game, but now I'm like, is this a game? So she'll be like, <laughs> like we're done. We're finished talking about some topic, and she just sits there and looks at me, and I'm like, I'm gonna win this one day. Like I'm gonna work on this. And be so comfortable sitting in silence that I can just look at you and be one with you and not say the first word. And like, I think I'm going to tell her next time. I'm like, this is my goal is to just be, feel very comfortable with you in silence. And she's just waiting for me to bring up the next topic that I don't want to bring up. Oh, my God. But it's Literally, so funny. But those you know what? long like, pauses are terrible, though. <sighs> but I'm like, maybe this is what I'm supposed to do. Like okay, how, I'm going to sit in my feelings. I'm going to sit with this. Do you that's think that like, that's like what they do though? <laughs> like, do you think that like, do you think they can just sit with stuff? Like at one point I, I was talking to mine and she was like, I made some comment about somebody dying or something. And she was like so nonchalant. Like it was like the same tone that she would talk in anything else about. And I looked at it and I was like, 
I guess you do the whole death thing, right? And she was like, yeah. Like, and it's just so funny because they're like, it's almost like they're in this other stratosphere of like yeah. life. Like, they just sit with anything that you could I know. tell them. And I also wonder though, like when she sits there and watches, I'm like, there's more to this. Like, I want to <laughs> know more to this. Like, like, are you gauging? Are you like literally remembering just all the things like my like like what my throat's doing right now and then like whatever topic i bring up like do you already know more about it just from watching me than like me saying something oh my gosh it's so funny it's just you know and then we laugh and it's okay you know i think the secret i think the secret is is like maybe not to overthink it probably not i don't know but it's it's such okay so this is where i struggle with it because we're talking about the benefits (laughs) of therapy and they definitely outweigh the other side of it Mm -hmm. but lindy and i lindy has to hear this from me all the time i don't understand (laughs) i don't understand how you're supposed to let this person literally learn everything share everything with them you're supposed to be able to be like a completely open book okay you're supposed to grow this like somewhat attachment with them because apparently it doesn't work unless you trust them and there's some sort of like mm-hmm. relationship there. Okay. <laughs> but then at the end you just say later and you're not supposed to like bring up all of those, those abandonment issues like are not supposed to come back. Like there's supposed to be some like magically beautiful, like they even call it a freaking termination it's like session. like a rent a like, friend. Yeah, it's like a rent a friend, but like <laughs> like they call it like a termination like session. I'm like, Aww. how on earth are we going to like get to this place of healing where like there's no abandonment stuff and honestly, I can see the progress and I get it. But I also think that it's like completely BS, but I don't think it is yeah. BS or therapy wouldn't work and nobody would go to it and everybody would be more broken on the other side. And I'm sure that comes down to person to person, situation but, to situation. Maybe some people can chop it off, but got maybe my help and I can leave. No, and maybe that's not, how they keep everybody in business because then you need another one after you end your relationship with that <laughs> one. And that's how the little like therapy chain happens and they all stay. Yeah. And then, but then I was listening to this other guy the other day. On what? TikTok? Yes. <laughs> There's some really good mental health stuff on TikTok and animals and whatever else. Okay. But he was talking about fast growth is okay and it can happen. And I'm yep. sitting here going like, dude, I, I, I don't know when I'm going to be like done. done. Like, I don't know. And then I'm like, okay. So then I start and I'm like, am I not, am I not growing? Like, am I not doing what You're I need? You're totally you know, growing. Then it like goes like down and I'm like, okay, we'll bring that up at the next session. Um, But I do think it, it, will differ from person to person 100%. and you can keep if you decide to slowly start moving and mm-hmm. do a check-in and mm-hmm. hey i just want to check in once a month like yeah. i've worked really hard with you for this long yeah i would love to catch up and really just fill you in on oh are you talking about I don't like, know. like once like, you're done paying them again to i still don't know be your therapist? I, don't I don't know <laughs> i remember like my like second session when i decided i was like oh crap like I can't just talk about like this pregnancy lost in the pandemic and running a company like, mm-hmm. oh, crap. I remember she was like, um, so this is probably going to be like a long term thing. And I remember being like, oh, great, great, great. <laughs> because then I was because then it like totally sent me down this road of like, hold on. So you're going to be in my life like we're going to. So then I got pregnant. So then she was in my life for a whole pregnancy. Then she was in my life for a postpartum and now she's still around. Um, but it's like, mm-hmm. 
this person becomes like a very integral part of the chapter of whatever life that they're in. And it's such a beautiful thing that they do. Mm -hmm. I'm laughing. I know at the whole abandonment thing at the end, but like, are you ever just like so full of gratitude on the other side of it that there is, there are Mm -hmm. literally people in this world that show up and their only goal in that time is to like be a safe space for you. Like how many, how many people Mm -hmm. have that in motherhood? Like it's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. And I've come out of some really like hard sessions and then some where I'm like, felt like kind of like a waste of time. What am I missing? And then I come out of ones just very energized with like a new book or a new understanding, like a grasp on something that I was wrestling with and whatnot. And that is a very, very cool feeling. And so I think, you know, I don't know. I don't, it's I don't just think, I mean, I don't think when you go every week or every two weeks, every week is going to be fantastic because yeah. there's two human beings that like yeah. as much as they have a job to do, like you can't imagine two human beings to like literally mm-hmm. connect every single time that you sit right. in front of a computer with somebody. Yeah. So I think that there's grace um, yeah. on both sides. Um, yeah. Biggest takeaways though, like what do you think, like in like in the momming space, like what has kind of helped you the most? Like where do you see yourself maybe parenting or partnering differently post um, therapy or during the journey? Well, I think really understanding more about myself, mm-hmm. having a better awareness of myself and where I struggle and mm-hmm. where I thrive. Um, really helps. And then I think it also gives me a much better perspective on others. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've talked all the emotions, so definitely yeah. helps to kind of recognize those and be able to take a step back and think kind of maybe what's happening on their side, because we're always so, you know, self, 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 self. Um, that's really helped. Um, and their trying side meaning like your partner. Mm-hmm. Okay. And just trying to, incorporate some of those things with my kids Mm -hmm. maybe that i've learned which has been really really great and to also give yourself grace while you learn huge grace grace. um yeah i mean i think it was really interesting because when i first decided to start therapy my husband was very clear he was like hey i've been there done that He's like, is it okay if I don't feel like working on myself right now? And it was such a wonderful thing for him to say because he was like, I'm feeling a little lazy. Like I'm feeling, I'm feeling good with where I'm at. He's like, I know there are things I can work on, but it's really not like the season of life right now for me to do that. Mm -hmm. And it was such a wonderful, like powerful thing for him to say to me because I was like, sure, babe. Like he had done the work, which honestly, now that I'm doing it and realizing how many kind of unhealthy habits that I had kind of adopted adapted to or i had Mm -hmm. i had i don't know embraced in parenthood or whatever i realized how much the therapy that he did prior to us getting married is like like he should have that should have been like the first thing in his like husband resume like the fact that he (laughs) went through i've gone to therapy (laughs) absolutely like literally like i hope nothing ever happens to him but i will never honestly marry anybody who has not done the work like he like went after his parents got divorced and then he went with his mom. He went with his dad. He went with all of his siblings. He like tried to understand Mm -hmm. everything. He went with the person he dated prior to me. So he has like these interesting relationship tools that he's has in his little tool belt, like literally the hottest thing about him. Now it is by far (laughs) the most attractive thing 
about him. I look at him completely <clears throat> differently now because I'm like, oh, when you react to the kids that way and you validate their feelings, I haven't been validating their feelings at all because maybe I wasn't quite introduced to that or shown that my mom did the best she could. But, um, you know, like, thank you. Thank you yeah. so much because our kids have some sort of fundamental, like, you know, mm-hmm. foundation in that now that I'm learning to catch up and do the same thing. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's just, a, it's a really, really fascinating, cool thing. <laughs> and I find it really hot. And now I find it like really cool in friendship too. Yeah. Like, if somebody ever were to lead at the park, hey, you know what? I just spent two years in therapy. I would be like, yes, let's be friends. Let's go get coffee. We don't have to talk about therapy, but like most likely they're going to be able to own their shit a whole lot better than people who have not yeah. been, which is such a refreshing thing to find in life. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll both say like there are some hurdles to getting to therapy. We've talked about the cost. Yep. I wish it was more affordable. So if it really is not an option mm-hmm. for somebody, it's yeah. 100% okay. Um, I do think there are some really cool things that you can do to help as a mom. Mm-hmm. I really think the journaling, the writing down, like when you do feel mm-hmm. something, wh- whatever feeling it is, whatever emotion it is, it is really nice to get it down because you can, number one, get it out mm-hmm. so it doesn't come out yeah. on somebody else. Yeah. Um, and then you can also kind of come back to it. So... You know, if it is a step, a direction you want to take to work on yourself, yeah, there are ways. Yeah. <clears throat> I, but I also want to say, because I was thinking about this driving in today, for how many years I said, no, the gym's my therapy, or I go for a walk and I listen to Taylor Swift and that's my therapy. Guys, that's not therapy. I mean, that might be self-care. That may yeah, be I helping you. Yeah, I think it's a part that, of it. It's an extension. Be, that may be mm. one step towards getting to a place where you feel confident or strong enough mm-hmm. to start therapy. But at the end of the day, I don't think you can take away the fact that there are professionals out there that know exactly what they're yeah. doing. I like to stay on the side of I don't know what she is doing. Like, I don't know why she's asking the questions. I don't, I'm going to let her lead and let mm-hmm. her do her little mystical crap thing because i'm not calling it crap but like whatever whatever she is doing and whatever question she's asking and why she's asking them Mm -hmm. i don't try to overthink it because i do see the progress and i do see the change and um it's pretty incredible so like in the past i would have said like hey I go to work. That's my therapy. I find happiness. Da 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 da. No, like they they do have skills. They do have training. They do have experience. And yeah, it's really really helpful. And like something that I found, you know, we talked about like the walks and Mm -hmm. things like that. And I think it's situational, but I think there can be, and we've and her and I have talked through this. There are things that we see as hobbies, Mm -hmm. as relaxation, like the gym Mm -hmm. or walks or reading, or whatever, that can actually be the forms of running away from the other things that you don't want to deal with. So I do think those are part, like some of these things that I have incorporated, whether it is a walk, Mm -hmm. whether it is finding something for me, a bath, or whatever, it's part of my Mm self-care, but I do have to watch. Like when I binge through those like serial killer (laughs) things, that's another thing. Like, okay, that's fine. And I think being in therapy now, I just want to know people's minds. Yeah. However, I do look back and I'm like, at what was 
there's a reason there's i th- yeah. feel like there's always this little extra reason yeah. of why i literally binged mm-hmm. way too much yeah. what was i kind of running from and not really wanting to deal with at that time yeah. and it's not always the case yeah. it isn't yeah however yeah so i think some of those things can be signs 100%. of finding a better balance yeah. so this week i told mine <laughs> that i had bought a cow and like i what did you say 100 percent like expected the you know Th- thankfully uh, hopefully she knows me well enough in a year for if she had said something like do you think you bought a cow because you're having a hard time letting go of the fact you're not having any more kids i would have just kind of <laughs> laughed at her and been like stop it so instead she kind of met me with like a acknowledgement of it like oh that's cool you're getting a cow because you're not like because you know you're you're not really gonna have any more kids so now you're gonna have other so it was like this very like <laughs> like ding 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 melissa i know why you're doing that we don't really have to acknowledge it in this like very like therapeutic way but like oh i know (laughs) i know that that cow and the chance that that cow might be pregnant is like you slowly letting go of the fact that there are no more babies happening in ortopia i mean it was fine i didn't need to talk about it but it was i don't know it was like this beautiful thing where like they do care you're paying them do you ever struggle with the fact that you're paying her to care no, I just, it doesn't bother me anymore. I just, I just totally understand what you're saying about like, it's almost like a rent a friend <laughs> or whatever. But I just, at the but end, here, of, at the, the end of the day, not, I yeah. have to look at what I'm taking away from it and yeah. look at the growth. And yeah. I'm like, you are well worth my money. So like, that's the I, whole thing is like, you can think of it as rent a friend until you have this like random day. And I'll use an example. Like I can sit with feelings now. It doesn't feel comfortable. Mm-hmm all the way but i literally can have somebody at like latch mama or like at home say hey can we talk for a sec and before my body would have this like incredible anxious reaction of they're gonna quit they're gonna leave i've done something wrong i've hurt them like all of this stuff when i know that there has been never anything that i have done especially this company wide wise that i've ever done on purpose to hurt anybody but like I can sit in that moment now, mm-hmm. which I don't know how the heck she's done it. It's literally like I've like been on some like Willy Wonka like boat ride for the past year or something <laughs> where like the chicken's heads, you know, get cut off and the yes. lights start going and stuff. And then you end up at like the Wonka wash machine. But anyways, that's my favorite movie probably for that reason. But um, somehow I've gotten to this point where like, maybe it's just from talking about them enough. You maybe become desensitized to them a little bit. Maybe I've also learned, which is like remedial, which I think I probably laughed through this entire 50 minute session when we were talking about the fact that feelings aren't bad or good. They're just feelings. Yeah. Probably should have learned that before (laughs) 40 years old. Um, But also learned that sharing your feelings is actually a commitment and a necessity within relationships. Like, that's worth every single dollar that I could have ever paid her. So yes, in some ways it feels like run a friend, but like the toolbox that they actually come with that you may not see them actually using at the time, but it's happening is very interesting. Yes. I don't know. It's really cool. Yeah. I don't know. The takeaway of us talking about this is we wanted to basically kind of demystify it a little bit. We wanted to normalize it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think every single person on this planet could benefit from going and talking about things. Um, a lot of it starts with first families. Um, 
I think you can also go talk about how you were raised in your relationships with your parents without actually thinking that they did a bad job. I think you can also land that they did the best job they could do. Um, and then still learn from the things that they excelled at and the things that they didn't. And, you know, the places where, you know, I know personally Eric's a better father in some places than I'm a better mother and I'm a better mother in some places that he struggles as a dad. And once you realize that, I feel like your kids are better off and you can kind Mm -hmm. of like, you know, parent together. Yeah, I agree. I think if we can open some people's eyes to options, if you're looking for something or need something or encourage somebody that just needs to take that, have been thinking about or take that final step to, yeah, chat to somebody like awesome and i think it's really like instead of thinking hey something's broken i need to go fix it yeah i would love to get to the point where we're thinking hey i want to be better Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go to therapy or like hey i want to be a better mom like nothing's really broken nothing i think my first i see it more like strengthening and more awareness and those kinds of things yeah i was just traveling with my best friend down um in florida and I was talking to her about it and she's like, I mean, and she's super like professional. Well, like her, she's, she's fantastic, super functional person in life. And she kind of looked at me and she goes, I wouldn't even know what to like, how, how, how do you write an email? Like, how do you even ask? Like, how do you even get started? And I feel like that's what trips so many people up. My first email, I think said, hi, my name is Melissa. And I'm not going to try and get this right. Um, I was referred to you by so-and-so so you guys, you, you, you guys, you, you're you, like, am I a patient or am I a client? Am I a client? What am I? If I admit that I'm a patient, <laughs> am I ready to admit that there's something like pathologically going on? Like Lindy, what did you use? What word did you use? But I mean, it's truly what trips people remember. up. So I think, yeah. so I think I somehow concocted the email so I didn't have to use either word. I think I said, <laughs> Um, I was, I was referred to you by such and such name. And then I said, um, I believe I have some things that I could work on (laughs) or be better at or something like that. I know I should go back and look at it, but it got me there. And I think that that's, what's most important is like, my guess is, is like any other profession. They have seen it all. It's like OBs have seen a million and a half vaginas. Like they have seen a million and a half of those first like reach out like yep. my client and my patient what am I supposed yeah. to say da 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 you're not and bringing know. anything new there and here's the deal here's <laughs> the deal they know that it's a whole lot more than what is written in that email oh, like she knew yeah. after that first thing I was like so I'm gonna have to talk about everything and she's like yeah. yeah so but it's not it's okay if you have the right one it's mm-hmm. fine and you get through it and yeah all of that jazz so go talk to somebody guys. It's fun. It's fun to have somebody hold a little mirror mm-hmm. up to your life and tell you maybe things that you hadn't realized, connect the dots. And I promise you, it makes you feel like emotional health can make you feel like physically better as well. 100%. Can we talk about how my blood pressure was lower than it's been in any pregnancy? When did you take during that pregnancy, that oh. little baby right there <sighs> only pregnancy since like literally Nathan. So five babies. Yeah. And it was the the only wow. only aspect that changed was the fact that I went to therapy every week or that I talked to somebody every See, week. See, that points right to that stress uh-huh. that's like here yeah. and how it physically affects it's like your, your body. body keeps the score. There you go. Good book, guys. Check it out. All right, All cool. Right. Go find something. Hopefully, this pushed somebody yeah, over. Go chat and don't worry about the email. Go to the group. Say, hey, 
Melissa, what did your email say? And I will give it to you all. And you all can literally just change your name and change how you found out about them and send that if you're stuck on the whole email thing. Because I feel like that's a hard first spot. It is. Or a phone call. What did you say? terrifying. Do you remember what you said? Yeah, the phone call. (laughs) I honestly don't even remember. I don't know if I called. I don't know if I emailed. I think you called and left a message. Did I I call and leave a message? Yeah. But... I don't know. Okay. Just Anyways. reach out if you guys need do it. the little push because it's awesome and it's going to yeah. make you feel good. All right. Yep. Bye, guys. Bye.